Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit praisechapellasvegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. What time thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. What time is Christmas? When somebody would ask you that, what time is Christmas? Everyone's answer would be what? December 25th. I mean, that's, that's how the world looks at it, and, uh, and that's how people look at it, and sometimes that's how the church looks at it. So the Bible says that God specifically chose the time when Jesus would come to the earth, that he chose the place where he would be born. It was not by accident that, that Jesus came at a certain time. It was purposed and chosen by God on what time Christmas would be. Let me know that God is a specific God. Amen. In the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 to 5, it says this. But when the right time, somebody say the right time. When the right time came, God decided, when the right time came, the time that God decided on, he sent his son, born of a woman, born as a Jew. And it says, it goes on, my, my version says, you know what? He sent his son, born of a woman, so that he can adopt us as his very own children. God waited until just the right time, somebody say the right time, to send Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says this, everything that happens in this world happens at the time God chooses. God is never too late, never too early, but he's always right on, he's right on time. So God is very specific when it comes to things according or, or attached to time. So the question is, what time is Christmas? See, the answer to that question is found in four statements in the book of Luke that the angel of the Lord gave the shepherd boys while they were tending sheep on the very first Christmas. And today I'm going to give you four times to the question, what time is Christmas? Amen? You guys ready? Turn to your neighbors and get ready. He's about to drop some stuff on you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number one, Christmas is a time to release our fears. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. I hit on this the last Sunday a little bit, amen, that one of the gifts that God wants you to find this Christmas is peace of mind. Remember that? The question to you this morning is, what are you worried about? Is it your health? Come on, is, is it bills that you have to pay? Is, uh, is it about your kids? Amen. Maybe you're thinking, uh, what's going to happen in the new year? Come on, what's going to happen in 2020? Amen. Uh, come on, are you worried about taking the next step of faith that God is challenging you? What are you worried about? You see, the very first Christmas, the angel of the Lord said to the shepherd boys in Luke chapter 2, and this is when the light shined around them, was to not be afraid. Another translation says to let all fear go. Uh, uh, another one says to release your anxiety. Other translations said let all fear go and release all your anxieties. In other words, in today's language, and I don't know if they use this anymore, in other words, chill. 
Tell your neighbor, just chill. Brother, that was Brother Dan's favorite word, just chill. Some of you guys need to chill. Some of you guys just need to relax. Some of you guys just need to be still. Hallelujah. That's been the banner all year. The guy's just telling you, you need to be still. You need to relax. You need, you need to just, you just need to just, uh, just, just chill out. We're thinking too many things. We're going through all kinds of things. And so the first thing the angel tells the shepherd boys, do not be afraid. In other words, just take a breather. I mean, sometimes you got to just take a deep breath. and just go. Everybody do that with me. Take a deep breath and blow it out. Don't it feel good sometimes? Sometimes that's all you need through your anxieties and all. when you're going through all kinds of fears and, and the world's coming at you and you're going through some problems and you're going through some mind battles that sometimes you've got to just take a deep breath and just chill. It feels good just to relax. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. God's teaching us to be still and a lot of us still don't know how to be still. We don't know how to wait on God. We don't know how to do certain things. The Bible says, you know what? Keep doing. Don't, don't get weary in doing good. That at a right time, at a proper time, God will bring a harvest. Some of you guys have been chilling out. Well, Pastor, I've been chilling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, you're showing. But God says to be chill. Wait, be still. Don't, 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 don't give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Come on, don't, don't, don't give up, amen. Come on, because right at the right time, here goes the word time again. Right at the right time, God's going to bring a harvest. There's blessings, there's promises that are waiting for you in 2020. But you're not going to get it if you take 2019 with you. Some of you guys are going to take your 2019 problems, your luggage, all that stuff, amen. And all you're going to do is have another 2019 instead of a 2020. And so we got to understand that we need to take a deep breather. Right? We need to be still. You need to relax. And so the angel of the Lord comes to the shepherd boys. And the first, very first thing, it says, don't be afraid. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says this. The angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherd boys, and they were terrified. Fear gripped them. Worries came in. But the angel said, do not be afraid. The angel knew that the perfect love, come on, the baby that my wife was talking about, the child that was born unto us, amen, the perfect love was going to be brought into this world formed as a baby. 1 John 4.18 says that perfect love cast out all fears. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Come on, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is that perfect love. Come on, don't be afraid to say Jesus. See, someone, we're, we're living in a time now that we don't want to, we don't want to say it too loud. Come on, somebody. Come on, but somebody has to get a shot. Somebody has to say Jesus. Somebody has not to be ashamed of who you serve and who you belong to. Somebody has to voice out and say, you know what? I'm a child of God, and Jesus is my Savior. See, almost every time Jesus said something to someone, 
the very first thing he would say is fear not. He would say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That would be today's language. Don't be afraid. Why? Because when it comes to God today, people are afraid. It's not coincidence that we celebrate Christmas at the end of the year. Do you think if God picked uh, this time of year because it's nicer, a little cooler, there's snow on the mountains, why not in the middle of the year? During summer, what about that time? The world will probably paint Santa a little different, right? If that was the case. Santa will be buffed out, little red shorts, and red muscle shirt. Full of muscles, amen. He'd be full of himself instead of fat and jolly. No. God, listen. That'd be weird, huh? God is very specific. He chose this time of year not because it's a prettier season, but God is preparing us to end a year and start a new year, listen, listen, of not being afraid. See, a lot of you guys are afraid. What's the new year going to be? What's going to happen next year? Come on, are we going to struggle again? Are we going to go through things? What about the kids? A new year? We're going through all these mind battles and say, God says, you know what? I, I want to end the year. And I want you to start something of the new year of not being afraid. And to remind you and I to be still and to trust in God. And everything. Somebody, tell, somebody say everything. Everything's going to be okay. I, I guarantee you, you give your life completely to God, everything will be okay in your life. I'm not saying everything will stop. I'm not saying you won't have any problems. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, problems are going to happen. And I, you know what? I can prophesy that over you right now. Problems in 2020. They're going to happen, church. But how many know that everything will be okay with God? Everything will be okay. In other words, chill. Relax. Start overthinking things. Sometimes we're thinking of things, and they won't even happen. And you're already thinking of it as it is happening. And now worry comes in. Uh, fear comes into your spirit. Amen. And the Lord's saying, you know what? I want to end the year. I, I want to be reminded of a child uh, that was uh, born unto you, a son that was given unto you. Amen. And he comes with an announcement, fear not. All you have to do, is believe. You got any believers in the house? Then we got to live it. Live it like you believe it. Walk in confidence. Come on. Yeah, I'm going through a trial, but praise the Lord. Come on, walk in confidence. Yeah, I just got fired, but God got a better job for me. Come on, walk in confidence. I mean, it's something uh, you got to believe. You cannot let fear settle in uh, because God's telling you, don't be afraid. Step into the new year. See, some of you guys, you don't know how to go into that new year. We, 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 we don't know how to be happy no more. We're like, you, can't, you don't even know how to smile no more. We all smile ugly now. Like, I haven't smiled for a long time. This is my best smile, you know. Tell your neighbor, just believe. 
So Christmas, listen, is a time to release our fears. Tell your neighbor, let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Why are you holding on to that? Let go of that fear. Let go of that, what, that, 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 that the thing that you're going through. Let go of what's worrying you. Let go of those things. It's time. It's a time to release your fears. Number two, Christmas is a time to renew our faith. Somebody say our faith. Come on. How many know that we need to renew our faith every now and then? Come on. Somebody say amen. Come on, we got to renew our faith. There has to be a commitment. There has to be when we're going through some kind of struggle that, that faith has to be renewed. Uh, you have to cultivate that. Uh, you have to stir it in your spirit. Uh, that You know what, I'm going to, i got to work this out. You know, right now, I, I feel like I have no hope in my situation, but I'm trusting in my God. And so you got to stir that faith up. See, the reality of Christmas is not Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Come on, it's not the fat guy in the red suit. It's not even about Frosty or Scrooge. It's not even about Christmas trees and Christmas lights. And although there's nothing wrong with enjoying uh, the Christmas traditions uh, to add joy to the season that you and I are in, uh, but the reality is, church, uh, Jesus uh, is the reason uh, for the season, uh, and he's a reason for every season, church. Not just this time of year, but, Father, the beginning of next year should be the reason. Whatever season you're going through, Jesus should be the reason. It's like I ministered on, on Wednesday, man, that Paul learned the secret. He, he had the recipe of contentment, and it was Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, it's Jesus, keeping Jesus in the center of this. This is the season that we're in. And yeah, we give gifts. And yeah, we, we have Christmas dinners and parties. And we eat food. And we unwrap the tamales. And we do all kinds of stuff. Amen. Come on. And we give gifts. Amen. But the real reason is Jesus. You see, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says, I bring you. I bring you. This is when he comes and he comes and shows up. And he, he comes to him and he tells him, don't be afraid, guys. Don't, don't trip out. Chill. I, 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 I bring you some good news. The Bible says here, the most joyful news ever announced. And, and it's for, and this is the best part. It's for who? It's for who? It's for who? Somebody says, it's for me. It's for you. It's for everyone. It's for your neighbor, the one that, the guy Gordo, that one, it's for him too. For that co-worker you really don't like, that's for him too. Come on, somebody. It's for everyone. He didn't come just for you, amen. Come on, he just didn't come just, he came for the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his son, amen. Come on, that they would not perish, but have everlasting life. He didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't come to condemn those that you don't like. He came to save everyone. I bring you the most joyful news ever announced. It's, it's still the best news in, since this world was created. It's still the best news. I can just imagine, amen. Uh, come on, uh, the news that night. Do, 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 do. News announcement. Jesus born in the town of David. <sighs> the best news ever announced. Our news has not been that best. 
existence in Brimble. That is the best news and will remain the best news this world will ever need. And this news that we still to, we have to announce today. Come on, somebody says good news. He said, it's for everyone. What is this joyful news? What is this good news? First, the angel says, don't be afraid. You need to chill out. You need to, you know, you just, just relax. Why? Because I'm bringing you some good news. I'm not here bringing bad news. I'm bringing here good news. And how many know that the world needs some of this good news? We turn on the TV and it's impeachment and all this stuff that's going on, uh, trying to drive the world. And, and what it's really doing, church, is taking away from the season. Don't feel like Christmas. Come on, we're worried about what's going to happen. Uh, is he going to get impeached? What's going to happen to our nation? Everything of that thing is going on in our minds. And so what, what's happening? Worry comes in. And Jesus comes in. Don't be afraid. I mean, we as Christians don't have to be afraid no matter what happens. Come on, it doesn't matter who's president, he's still king. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus is still Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Come on, somebody. Come on, he is, that is the best news right there. And he says, I, I've come, and I, I come unto you to bring you some great news of great joy that is for everyone. Let me tell you, it's the best news that ever hit my life. When I accepted this news into my life, it became the best thing that ever happened to me. Besides my wife. You're a close second, baby. But he's still number one. Hallelujah. You good with that? All right. He says, I bring you some good news. Luke chapter 1. Look what happened to Mary. Verse 30 to 33. But the angel said to her, what? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He comes. Here's the angel. And every time there's things with God, people are, seem to be afraid. But the angel said here, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Come on, he still reigns today, church. Uh, he is still enthroned today. Uh, come on, he's still King of Kings and Lord and Lord today. Uh, he's still God Almighty. Amen. Uh, he's still the same God yesterday, today, and for this is the same God that's still enthroned. His kingdom never reigns. And that's some good news today because Christmas, let me tell you, it's about good news. A Savior was born unto us. Jesus, the Son, was born, amen, to come and set the sinner free, the captive free, amen. Come on. Remember last week's gift, the gift of forgiveness that he wants you to find? Jesus came to recover the sight of the blind and proclaim the favor of the Lord. Why are we here today? Why do we gather at PCLV? Come on, is it? Just part of tradition? Is it part of just uh, the routine of our life right now? What really is it? Why do we come to this place? I'm here to let you know because good news is preached at this place. 
Come on, we preach the good news, amen. It's the best news in the whole world, amen. After hearing all the bad news all week long, it feels good to come into a place, amen, and hear some good news, hallelujah. Come and hear of a Savior that loves you despite of what you do. Come on, whatever you go through, that his faith is always there, his grace is always available, he's always merciful. It's good to come into a place that you had a rough week, a week, amen, and God still says, I forgive you. I still love you. You're still my favorite. I know. Feels good to hear some good news. Why? That we don't have to be afraid to go back to work on Monday. Some of you guys already were, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to face my boss. See, some of us come in afraid, and God, God, God wants to leave with some joy. We gather, amen. Coming to church is a gathering. Uh, this is why we come here. Not only, uh, not to, just so we can gather, encourage one another. There's a lot of, lot of things that, that add to that. But for you to receive good, some good news, amen, uh, that you can leave this place a little joyful. That you can be reminded, don't be afraid. Be still. I'm God. I got you. You need to just chill. I, I bet you God says that in a so cool when he sounds when he says it. You just need to chill. I don't know. I, I see a voice of authority. Just chill, son. <laughs> whatever God sounds to you, whatever you want, amen. But to me, it's like that's a voice of authority. Just chill, okay. It kind of sounds, it just sounds real cool like that, you know? Why we gather here? Because it's the best news in the world, church. People come. People want to hear it. You know, my son was talking about flyers, inviting people to the church, and doing some outreach just to invite people to the community. Because why? They want to hear some good news. Why? Because they're living in fear. Why? Because they're out there, amen. They don't know what's going to happen. Give them some good news. Why don't you come to our church? I invite you. And then sometimes they're a little afraid, like, I don't, I, I don't want that flyer. Church, you know, they get all scared. No, 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 don't be afraid. I bring you some good news. Come on, Jesus loves you. You hand them the flyer, why don't you come? And they don't want to come in because they feel afraid of how they look or what they what it is. And come, come as you are. We got a bunch of weirdos at the church. No, I'm just playing. I'm one of those two, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. We were all, we're all weirdos, hallelujah. But Jesus still loves you, hallelujah, because this is for everyone. Imagine if we were all just perfect in this church, all full of ourselves. Oh, come on, that'd be, that'd be an ugly church to go to right there, amen. But I'm glad I'm surrounded by weirdos for Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, we're just here. We're messed up, tore up. Doesn't matter, amen. We're loving Jesus. We're not here to judge. God, does. come on. We're not here. We're here to love. Come on, somebody. We're here to love, amen. We're here to embrace. I'm glad you're here, amen. I'm glad you make it. And so you invite somebody and say, you know what? Here, here. I bring you some good news. Come to our church, amen. I invite you to know Jesus this season. Come on, you're, you're afraid what you're going through. And you share the love of God to somebody and opens the door and you start to share the story of the Savior. 
You start to share the story, and now your testimony comes out. Well, you know what happened? You know, and then you share your story. You know, I, my, some of the coworkers look at me, and, and, and they never seen me doing anything else but loving Jesus. And they say, I cannot picture you, Art, doing what you did in the past. I can't picture you as a drunk. I can't picture you uh, being this and that and all this. I said, I said you don't want to know that guy. Because I, I just see this, and just like my son Brandon. Brandon's all he's seen is a saved man. Now, my other two, you can talk to them, amen. <laughs> They've seen the other one, amen. I think they like this one better. See, I'd be just like Santa in summer, amen, full of myself. And that's what I was. I was full of myself. I didn't care about anybody. It was just about me. There was no caring for no one. There was no nothing. Until Jesus came into my life. He changed the perspective of who I is. Uh, what is. Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> who I is. <laughs> Man, hallelujah. He's still working on me. I'm still getting saved in those parts. Amen? But don't do drugs, hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> God changed me. He, he, there's, there's things that he's done in my life, amen. And so there, there's some things, and, and you got to share the testimony. Share the power, because they you'll blow their mind. I share my testimony. I share about my wife. I, I share about us. I share about our marriage, amen. And people, are, minds are blown. And I said, that's what God did. And he'll do it for you. So you invite people. Don't be afraid. I'll bring you great news. Great news. See, is it, people want to hear it. They want to know about this. In reality, they're looking for something, church. They're lacking something in their life, and it's Jesus. And as we do this, and as we invite the world, as we start to talk our faith, guess what? Our faith. Somebody say our faith. Somebody say my faith. Our faith gets renewed. Each time we meet, each time we gather in the church, guess what? Our tank gets filled up. Come on, somebody. Each time we open our Bibles, amen, uh, God breathes life on us. Come on, each time we choose to be still and trust him, amen, our faith is renewed, church. See, one thing that will never change, church, is God. The gospel, the good news is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It'll be good tomorrow. It'll be good for years to come. Faith is renewed by the way he relates to you and I. That's why God sent his son, Jesus. He became like us in human likeness. Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Instead, he, speaking of Jesus, gave up his divine privileges, and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. See, I would have no idea, church, uh, how to have a relationship uh, with a God I cannot see. But when he sent his son Jesus, now I can see God. Come on, somebody. I can see, if, uh, if you see the son, then you see the father. Jesus came to the earth uh, so that you can know what he's like uh, through his life, amen, through reading about his, uh, his life, amen, when he walked this earth to show us the father who is God Almighty. 
John chapter 14, verse 9 says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And verse 10 goes on to say, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak are not my own, but the Father who lives in me does his work through me. So through Jesus, we see the Father. Now we have a relationship. So Christmas is a time to release our fears and renew our faith. Number three, Christmas time is a time to receive forgiveness. The third statement of the, of the angel of the Lord said in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ the Lord. God sent a Savior that we can receive forgiveness. I mentioned this last week, and I, I feel this an area that a lot of Christians struggle with. We need to learn how to receive forgiveness, but we also need to learn how to give forgiveness. John 3.16, verse 17 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his, only one, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. He came to save you and I. He didn't come to condemn us, but he came to resolve us from our guilt. One of the biggest problems in society today is how people deal with guilt. So we have these so-called experts, amen, uh, psychologists that say you have to learn to live with your guilt. What kind of advice is that? We have to learn to forgive, not live with guilt, church. Come on, God gives us the power. Somebody say power. The power to forgive and clear our conscience. Preachers shouldn't go preaching, condemning messages. Oh, you're going to hell. Come on. We shouldn't be preaching like that. Uh, come on, now I'm not saying that we shouldn't preach on, on hell. Don't get me wrong, but we shouldn't send people there. Jesus came to save. See, my purpose is not to condemn the world or what they're doing wrong. My, my purpose is to share the good news with them so they can get saved through him. Amen? So Christmas time is the time to what? Release our fears. Renew our faith and receive forgiveness. Last one. Christmas is a time to build relationships. This Christmas season, it's time to bury the hatchet. Come on, somebody. Stop holding on to that or him or her. Stop, stop holding on to that and putting it in your back pocket. Amen. Some of you guys have things in your back pocket, amen. You don't want to let go. Come on, I, I can search your back pockets. There's things back there. Still mad at that person. You're still mad at that person. You're, you're still mad at yourself. You got all kinds of stuff in your back pocket. Holding on to these things, amen. You got all this stuff, and, and we got we to gotta understand, we need to re rebuild relationships. Some of you guys have not talked to family members, and it's been years. Let it go. Well, you don't understand. It doesn't matter. Forgive. Let it go. Just you gotta you gotta fix some things. Time's short, people die. And then you wanna then you wanna say, I I should have done that. And you live with guilt and you live with regret and you live with all these things. Bury the hatchet. Sons not talking to their moms, moms not talking to their sons, uh, you know, uh, dads and daughters and all that, all this stuff is just it's just a bunch of baloney. Oh, bologna sandwiches again. It just popped in my mind. 
Oh, man, I got some pictures to show you guys. I fried some bologna on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Woo, it was good bologna sandwiches. Hallelujah. It'll burn on the edges, man. It was, oh, my Lord. And those that didn't come Wednesday, hear the message on Wednesday on SoundCloud, and you understand what I'm talking about. But it's really a season to, to bury the hatchet. It's time to let go of some junk that, that you can't control. It's time to reconcile our differences uh, with one another, even, listen, in the church. Come on, even right here. Uh-oh, tell, tell, tell your neighbor he's talking to you. Come on. Some of you guys haven't shook hands with somebody in this place. It's been so long. Come on, somebody. Oh, no, not our church, Pastor. We all love each other here. Yeah. Let's just get real here. Amen. Now, there's a church over there, Pastor. Not our church. Come on. We got to bury the hatchet, church. We're holding on to something that someone said, and you take, you took it wrong, or whatever the reason was, and you held on to it, and you put it in your back pocket, and it's okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember. As soon as that, that person tries to bring something or try to break something, you're like, oh, remember this? Come on, we're so quick to bring out the card and bring out the, the past of things that you don't want to let go. Come on. What you need to do is take that out of your pocket and rip it up. You say, I'm going to live free. Some of your pockets are so full. That it's not your butt, it's just problems. <laughs> just full of stuff. You're walking around, you're all that, but no, you're all, all full of problems. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, verse 14, as it goes on. It says, don't be afraid. I bring you some good news. Talks about a Savior that's born. And then he goes on to say this. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill towards men. See, God wants us not only to have peace with him, church, but he also wants us to have peace with each other. This Christmas season, we should try to be at peace with one another. And we often are at war with each other. We have family members that get on our nerves, amen, families that, that don't talk to each other, like I said, amen, and we forget to love and live at peace with them. All families, all families, your family, my family, I don't care, whatever, we all have difficulties. There's jealousies, there's grudges, there's resentment, there's misunderstanding. Come on, somebody say amen. The list can go on and on and on and on, amen. It happens in our church family. Misunderstanding causes conflict causes division. Hello. And who comes to bring division? The devil. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Come on, a house that, that, that's divided cannot and will not stand, church. You'll fall, and you'll go along with it. You think you're, you're punishing them, but you're punishing yourself, too. Amen? See, the question today is this. Who do you need to reach out to this Christmas? 
Who do you make you need to make a call to? Who do you need to offer forgiveness to? Who do you need to ask forgiveness from? What or who do you need to restore a relationship with? See, 1 John 1 7 says this. If we are living in the light of God's presence, in other words, if we claim to be who we say we are, we say we're disciples of Christ and we're Christians and we, we love God and we love people, amen. If we are living in the light of God's presence just as Christ does, then we have a wonderful relationship and joy with who? Each other. If Christ is really living inside of us, then you know what? Shouldn't be big back, back back there. You understand? There shouldn't be grudges in our pockets, amen. There shouldn't be things that we're holding on to people. Come on, somebody. I know some of you, this is a hard thing to do. But this is what Christ has done for you. He forgave you. You check his back pockets, there's nothing. Nothing. Nothing bad about you. He erases every wrong in our lives. And yet we receive mercy from God, and yet we can't extend mercy to those that wronged us. There's something wrong there, church. There's something wrong. There, there, there has to be something within our spirit that God has to move. If we're living in the right, in the light of God's presence as Christ does, then we have a wonderful relationship and joy with each other. I love you because Jesus is in me. Let's just be real. Come on. I love you because Jesus is in me. Without Jesus, I wouldn't even be here, guys. Come on. It's the truth. Christ brings the joy and the peace of relationship. Puts us together and helps us to bury hatches, helps us to practice forgiveness, and helps us to do all these things. And when you start to operate like that, church, now you start to operate in the trueness of God. And now you true you have his peace. You gotta practice this. It's a practice thing that we gotta do. You gotta practice to be good. Like, I like him, I like him, I never say nothing bad. You know. And you do it. You practice it. Let Christ come and dwell inside of you. Let him live inside of you. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. Amen. Listen, when Christ is living in us and working in us and through us, then we have peace of God in us. And then well, well, you understand here, you got to understand that you'll never have peace on this earth until the Prince of Peace reigns in your hearts. He has to be reigning in your hearts. He has to be Lord and Lord of your hearts. Christmas time is a time to build, rebuild relationships. That's why God brought us here today to, and to, for you to say, don't waste Christmas. Rebuild as you go into a new year. Rebuild. If, I'll do it next. No, do it now. If you don't do it now, you're not going to do it next year. Start praying about it. Start doing what you need to do. I'm not saying you got to you gotta just, everything's going to be all happy. You got to just stuff like that. I'm not, not saying that, amen. Just work it out. Now, it could lead to something like that, but I'm saying that, you, that that's what it is. Some of you guys are thinking, well, you know, I don't want to push them at the, in the swing, you know. I don't want to walk in the park with them. I don't, you know, no, God's not saying that. He just says, forgive them. And let whatever happens, happens. The other person might just reject it. The thing is, you do your part. 
because you got to get ready to receive that too. You know, ah, the pastor told me to do that. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work. It's not supposed to work. It's supposed to be for you. You're supposed to do what God's telling you to do. It doesn't matter what the receiving part is, church. Of course, we like to, to get it right back and you hug and everything works out, and sometimes it doesn't. Come on, let's be real. But you should not, you should not let that build a resentment or a grudge in your heart. You should do it because Christ is inside of you, the love of God inside of you, and you're going to love despite of what's going to come back to you. It does. It sets you free. Soon as you, soon as you cross over and do that and listen to God, freedom comes. I'm, I'm telling you, it does. That happened to me. That happened to me. If I can share a quick story, I remember, and this is in the church. And you know, you look at me, and pastors don't go. Pastors don't go through nothing. Shut up. Let me tell you, everything comes and falls on me. Problems, me. Why people are going through things, me. Why people left, me. Everything's about me. Everything blaming me. Blame, blame the pastor. And I, man, and sometimes everything comes at me. And I, man, and let me tell you, I got feelings too. And there's times, man, I, God, can I just, can I just do what I need to do right here? Come on, I, I'm not going to do it real rough. I'm just, just let me just say, sometimes let me just say something. Oh, God, I want to say something right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm human. I mean, I'm no different from you. I feel just what you feel. I understand what you feel. I understand when someone says something, you can't say something back. You want to say something back. And God, you got to, God, help me. I tap in. I have the, have the Holy Spirit check my heart. And there's things that I got to go through. And so there's, there's things that, that goes. But there, there was this, 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 uh, this uh, one person that was just, man, talked all kinds of smack about me. Leaves the church. Talks more smack about me. Man, and I just, I'm just burning up. Man, what, what did I do to this dude? So all I did was love him and all this stuff. And, and I'm now, now I'm getting mad and now I'm complaining to God. Hey, man, what's this, God? I'm doing your will. I came out here and all this stuff. And people are hating me and all. And he goes, now you know how I felt. I'm like, oh, man. And I remember then the, I said, okay, I let, him, I, I let this person go. And I said, ah, I don't know. But in reality, I had them in my back pocket. I didn't even know. And the person comes back to the church after years. And all of a sudden, man, my back pocket was burning. Oh, I wanted to pull something out and tell him something. Hey, man, you need to go to another church. <laughs> but I did it. And so I just kept quiet and kept my peace and kept my cool and Kind of said, hi, it's good to see you, and really not, but I walked away. Being honest, I'm, I'm confessing, amen. Well, we had a great service, and I didn't, I, I, God, I, I can't let this interrupt what you're going to do, God. God, I got to deliver your word. I got to I gotta do what I need to do, God. I, I don't want this to be an interruption. The devil started playing with my mind and all this stuff, and so I had to learn how to push through that and get into worship and just do my thing. And so at the end, amen, I'm at the altar, amen, and people are getting saved. And some of his family members got saved. But he didn't. Seemed like, it seemed like everyone that day 
was at the altar except for this one person that made the focus on where? Wow, you didn't come. <laughs> oh, my God. And so I'm, I'm, I'm praying for people, amen. Uh, uh, people are praying for each other. Guys, there's a great movement of God going on. I'm ending in worship. I'm with the worship team. I'm singing with them. I just want to sing this song and get out. Let's just end the service. Let's just go home, all right? Boom, forget him. I'm being honest. So I'm worshiping. I'm closing my eyes. And then in that moment, I start having conversation with God. In that moment, I'm singing, but I'm having conversation with God at the same time. And God tells me, go hug him. Oh, I love you, Jesus. No. Mm -mm. I mean, I'm singing along. No, uh, 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 Jesus. No, no, no. People think I'm worshiping God and I'm talking to God. And so I keep ignoring him. And he says, go hug him. And And now I'm getting frustrated. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm really seeing, no, no. People think I'm in the spirit getting, getting a hold of God, but I'm really arguing with God. <laughs> and he says, go hug him. And I said, you're not going to stop, huh? <laughs> I feel you're not stopping. So, Everybody's moving, so their eyes are not on me. This is just me and God at this point. There's nothing going on. They're not seeing me doing this. And so I said, all right, God, I put my bag down. And I go to that brother. And I said, the Lord told me that he loves you. The words are starting to drop in my thing. He loves you. I love you. He told me to give you a big hug. So I hugged him. Fish. No receiving from the other side. I thought, man, we were going to break, have a moment. Yeah, yeah, victory. No, this, this. He's not hugging me back. And so I hug him, and I say, you know what? God loves you. I start speaking life to him. God has a purpose. He has a plan for you, brother. Just come back. Give your life to Jesus. And I left. And I started walking back, and I started think, talking to God. You know what? That didn't work. So I said, you know what, God, that you know, that that's not what I expected. You know what, what why why did you make me do that for him? Because I didn't have to do it for him. I did it for you. And let me tell you, something broke. And the thing that was in my back pocket flew out. And God set me free. That's the power of forgiveness, church. See, the thing is, I was so captive in, in, this, in this, this one person kept me jailed in me that I wasn't free. And freedom came to my life that day when I offered and gave forgiveness. It doesn't matter how I received it back. God says, I did it for use. And I got set free, guys. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That is the power of forgiveness. It's time to build relationships. See, we got to start rebuilding. The most important one that you need to start with first is the one between you and God. 
See, do you have that kind of relationship that you can talk to God like I did? You can argue with him and just talk to him and miss it and argue. You know, be be who you are with him. And God is that way. I can talk to him and, and I can complain to him. I can be who I am. And then he brings me to my senses. And I'll start speaking life to me. And when you start to listen to the Father, church, listen, you start to live. And peace starts to come into your life. I mean, Jesus is really the reason for the season that we're in today. Listen, it's crazy. Just as I end with this, it's crazy to celebrate Christmas without knowing the one we celebrate. I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? It's like you going to a birthday party on a person that you didn't even know, and you didn't even bring no gift. All you did was come for a plate or a piece of cake. Ah, oh, it's a birthday party. Hey, happy birthday. Got cake? And sometimes that's how we are, amen. We don't know the one we celebrate. All we do is come and say, you got any free handouts? You got anything for me? So I'm saying, we're here to celebrate Jesus. It doesn't make sense, church, that we celebrate Christmas that's built around the Savior and we don't even acknowledge him. Hosea 10, 12 says, it's time, listen. And God will speak to you, and I believe this is a word for some of you here today. It's time for you to turn to me, your Lord, and I will come and I will pour out blessing upon you. It's time for you to turn to me. Be still and trust me. I'm going to pour out some blessing. Come on, it's time to turn to God and give him your all, church. Listen to God. Obey God's voice and watch what God does for you. It's a time to start off the new year in a right relationship. Listen, if your relationship with God is good, our relationship with each other is good also. Amen. Just remember these four R's. Four R's. Christmas time is a time to release, renew, receive, and restore. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up.